Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, October 10th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, DowDow V2 Alpha Chat, hosted by Lil Gaines. Let's take a listen. Yeah, there we go. go. Yeah, we'll just initiate with the AirPods. That's uh, just, a, just a little heads up here. If you're having issues with Twitter Spaces, the first thing you're going to want to do is if you're on a device with like Bluetooth, disconnect from it, reconnect. And if that doesn't help, um, don't leave the space. Just close the app completely and then rejoin the Twitter space. Um, that usually gets rid of that Twitter bug that people have where, hey, I can't hear the person that's speaking, blah, blah, blah. So that that works for me. But let me, um, yeah, I'm going to bring you down, uh, Yobster, and I'm going to bring up um, Jake. Yeah, no problem. I was just going to say that was great. That was great earlier in the Discord. Thanks, dude. Pre- appreciate it. I was super hyped for it, man. I'm looking forward to hearing these guys. I'll drop down. Yo, what's up, Twitter Spaces? Mr. Dow Daddy himself. All right. Well, what happened to the uh, Dow Dow profile? I saw that it popped up here. Uh, I figured I would just join with my normal one. Um, but And we have a few other Dow Dow folks. I see, I see Noah. It'd be great to get them up. Okay. Let me start getting people up here. Noah. Noah, you're coming up, whether you like it or not. I know I know. Mike is going to speak later on today. Hello. Ron Cat. What's up, Noah? How's it going? What's up? Good. Just got back from the cafe. Just grinding on V2. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> hey, Noah, how are you? Good. Good. How did are we you? meet? Did we, did we meet? I'm doing good. Did we meet over there at Cosmos? No, I wasn't able to make it. What? You didn't go? Future future conventions, I'll be there. We're kind of in the middle of a of a grind right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Totally understand. Give me uh, just a few minutes uh, so I can get things ready over here. And if you need me to bring anybody else up, um, I'll just go ahead and have Antoine help me as a co-host so he can also help me bring people up. Hello, hello. Such a pleasure to have you here. Dow Maximal is the Dow creator himself. We had the chance to meet each other face to face, like with a philanthropic idea using Dow Dow. So, yeah, man, welcome, welcome here. Yeah, glad to be here. All right, so we got Noah up here. Hopefully, we can get a few more Dow Dow builders up. Maybe uh, Zeke or actually Case is hanging out with me. So, um, yeah, let's. Uh, Dow Dow is a Dow, so it's not it's not just me. Um, actually, like Noah and Zeke, they're, you, they're the people that are like really shipping B2. So you, you guys are crushing it. Awesome. I'll bring Case up. And if somebody, if anybody else comes up along later, just let me know. I'll bring them up. Sick. 
A lot of people, a lot of people are starting to talk about DAOs seriously, Jake. So this space is going to help them, you know, get an idea of what kind of tools you guys are providing for these developers. Um, but before we, we get into that, are you, are you ready to go? Is everyone ready to go? I'm ready. Cool. Cool. Before we dive into um, all the DAO talk, um, if you guys up here, if anybody was at Cosmoverse, can you please just give us an overview of your experience? Um, Jake, I would like to hear from you too, because I only saw you maybe like twice during the entire event. You were on stage and then I saw you outside of the event. So I'm just curious, what the heck were you up to at Cosmoverse? Uh, busy. I was, uh, there were like 5 million people to talk to. Um, just really, it was like after, after my talk, I talked about like, you know, kind of like a new vision for Juno going forward, like thinking of our, of Juno as like an interchain DAO and that we'd be like launching a bunch of really cool interchain protocols like DAO DAO. Uh, but that also we'd be like, you know, launching some new, new, uh, Cosmosm chains, um, for, for Juno holders. And so had lots of really great conversations about, yeah, um, with, with protocols, with, uh, you know, relevant teams. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there, there's lots of alpha in store. Um, that was really great. And then of, of course, uh, during Hackwasm, I worked with Sonny and Ethan, and we actually shipped like a first working proof of concept for mesh security, um, which I think is gonna be a really big fucking deal and is gonna be like just huge for not just Juno, but like the entire interchain. So um, that was a lot of fun. I probably slept like five hours over like three days. <laughs> Did you attend any of those workshops um, that? they had during the three days of the Cosmoverse event. And if you did, like, can you just give us um, a quick, like, recap on what you've seen over there? Because I know there was, like, a ton of workshops going on at the same time that people were up speaking and stuff. I did not go to the workshops. I was very, very busy chatting with, like, a million people. Did catch up with a lot of great teams that are building on Juno. We have the first, the first like, zero-knowledge protocols starting to be built. Um, there's a really cool team uh, called Abstract OS. They're actually integrating DowDow and like building some really cool features on top of it. Um, they uh, were part of the winning hackathon team that's building uh, DAO managed ETFs, which is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I mostly just spent my time, got to catch up with a lot of the Croncat team. So excited about what they're building. Um, talked with a lot of like, you know, the Wasm swap folks and the Juno swap folks and like, really had like a very great brainstorm with like a bunch of other developers about like where we can take the future of that project. Um, and uh, also spent a lot of time talking with the wind wind out folks like Ethan and Milan. And really, I think people are going to be stoked for wind out as it like rolls out. Um, I don't want to like give away that the too much alpha because, you know, that's, you know, that would be for wind out spaces, but uh, I'm, it's actually one of the projects I'm most excited about. Um, and they're really, uh, thinking seriously about interchain protocols, these protocols that are implemented potentially in IBC, like mesh security is an interchain protocol, but that run across many different chains. Um, and I think the future of Juno network is, yeah, being an incubator for interchain protocols, interchain DAOs, and yeah, even new Cosmosm chains. So, um, 
yeah, I, I was basically just having exciting conversations the whole time and did not watch any um, talks or uh, <laughs> or go to any <laughs> workshops. Yeah, uh, quite the opposite for me. Um, I spent literally the uh, entire day like at the um, at the auditorium announcing speakers uh, with so with Nina, but. It's good to know that at least uh, there was tons of time for other folks to, you know, network and uh, collaborate. I think collaborate was one of those words that keeps uh, popping up everywhere on Twitter after the Cosmoverse event. And I think it's because, um, yeah, there's there's just so much so much going on and people are more than happy to collaborate. And one of the things that I've seen that was pretty big in collaboration was with you and Sonny on on the match security thing at HackWasm. That was pretty, pretty sick to see yeah i agree um the collaboration vibes were really really good um and i think that yeah when juno and osmosis team up like that's going to be a pretty unstoppable combination how about how about we also just um take some time right now to go ahead and let people introduce themselves that are here up on the space we have case and we have mike and we have noah so we'll start with case and uh i mean everybody knows jake right mr dow daddy so you're you're also more than Happy to, uh, you know, give yourself an introduction. Hey, how's it going? Can everyone hear me? Yes. Awesome. Uh, hi, I'm Case. Uh, I work on DowDow in various ways. I started in Bug Club, uh, submitting bug reports, and I got so excited about how fast things move forward and how experimental everyone was and how amazing everyone was, even though I hadn't met everyone in real life, that I just kind of got closer and closer into it and uh and now i've been studying a bit more of like experimental governance theory and um made like a little tabletop rpg called dow game to kind of bootstrap like what's possible with DAOs. so i'm really excited that dow dow exists and it's one of the coolest things i've seen in a really long time so it's really great to be a part of it thank you case and i think we spoke before on spaces but i think it's been a long time (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long time. It's great to see you. Hello. Hello, hello. And uh, Mike, what's going on, Mike? Hey, uh, awesome to be here. I'm Mike. I'm with uh, Cats, And um, yeah, we had an amazing time over there in Cosmoverse. It seemed like there's a bunch of people who kind of already knew about Croncat and some people that we'd never met who were like, oh, by the way, we're launching a thing. And, it, you know, Croncat is a major part of it. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, I guess that, you know, that's kind of happening now. Um, so yeah, like really cool things to come. I'm going to probably have an all day meeting tomorrow with Trevor to sort of go over everything that we're, everything that we're going to be doing. But um, I think there's going to be quite a bit in store for uh, Croncat. So stay tuned. Thanks, Mike. I, I literally don't know much about Croncat. So I think um, that's why you're here. And uh, just happy to hear from you later. Sure. Um, we'll go with Noah. What's going on, Noah? Hey, I'm Noah. I um, just graduated from college this year. I was kind of, I was exiting my four years, kind of jaded with the available positions, did some internships and didn't really find anything very meaningful. I um, was planning to just kind of work on open source stuff until I found something cool. And then like, luck, like luckily, a few months before I graduated, I just, I happened into data because of my friend at the time, um, Ikez, was working on it. And I just kind of slipped right in and started doing that actually early, a couple of months before I graduated. And it's been the best thing I've worked on so far. Can't get enough. That's sick, man. Um, is 
So how long have you been in crypto or the, the, literally that was that the first time? That's the first time I started doing like my own project. I kind of, I was like in online for my whole life as a programmer. So I kind of, I knew about Bitcoin when I was young and talked to my dad about it and then kind of grew up with the knowledge of it, but never really thought it was going to become the, the thing I really wanted to work on until this year. So, what are your... Sorry, you cut out for me. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah. What does your family think about you getting into crypto uh, full time right after college? What do they think about that? <laughs> um, definitely took some convincing. They're they're mostly happy. I'm happy. I got really lucky to have very supportive um, parents, but definitely took some convincing to show that I'm actually doing something that is important <laughs> and not just something that they can't understand. It's taken a while, I think, to kind of just re-explain these concepts over and over before they actually feel like they can grasp it from like a philosophical level. <laughs> um, but they've, they've been supportive the whole time, just hoping that I make enough money to be happy, which so far has it's been fine. <laughs> sick, sick, sick. Well, glad to have you here. And Mr. Dow Daddy, go ahead and give, your, give an intro. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Jake. I work on, I've helped start many different projects. Um, I was a co-founder of Stargaze, uh, co-founder of Juno, and uh, co-founder of DowDow. But um, yeah, I think people give me too much credit for 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 DowDow. It's like it literally would not exist without like uh, the other contributors, like Noah, Zeke, uh, Case, like Nick. I mean, there's just there's so many. Um, and one of the really cool things about the projects is I think we've had over 30 people that have c contributed code. Um, Mike and and Trevor from Concat have contributed at points. Like you know, it's it's a really really exciting like community. And um, honestly, it's a it, I'm not supposed to pick pick favorites, but you know, like Dao Dao is is good vibes. Um, I, I I really love it, and I really love the community we have. And I think we're building something really cool and awesome. Awesome. Maybe I'll stop just referring to you as Dao Daddy then, because then you're just gonna you're gonna beat me up. I mean. You can call you can call me Dow Daddy. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> we'll call Case Dow Mama too. Noah Dow Daddy. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, glad to have everybody here. And I'm literally, guys. I'm not. A, I'm not a super like technical person, so I'm here to also learn. Um, like, what what exactly is this new mesh security interchain protocol thing? Like, what's a big difference between what we already were working on to now mesh security? All right. Well, I think Sonny has like the best talk on this and arguably this is not like related to DAOs, but I, I do think that they're going to be like kind of related at some point. Um, mesh security is another form of interchain security. So the way interchain security works with the Cosmos Hub and Atom um, is that like uh, basically when you create a consumer chain, it's called a consumer chain. Uh, the Atom chain votes to create the consumer chain. Uh, and then the consumer chain basically uses the Atom validator set. Um, this is, I think, you know, like a really useful thing for like certain projects. You know, for example, if you're like, I don't know, like Starbucks or whatever, and you don't want to like run your own chain or like worry about running your own validator set, you know, that's like inter interchain security V1 is like, I think, very interesting to those kinds of like, we'll call them customers um so like the two aren't mu mutually exclusive um but I, I do feel like 
you know, one of the key values that we have in Cosmos is sovereignty. Um, and with Interchain Security V1, you're kind of giving up your sovereignty a little bit. Um, you're, I mean, the, there's a trade-off there. You get you get the security of the hub, yes, but you, and you get like the convenience of not having to run your own validator set. And many people are going to want that, like a lot. Um, but that doesn't work for Juno, for example, and it doesn't work for Osmosis, and it doesn't work for Stargaze, and it doesn't work for you know Secret Network because we all have you know our own validator sets. We're all our own you know sovereign chains. So you know, kind of going into this conference, like I was already working on like sort of what in an alternative vision for ICS would look like. And then uh, Sonny sent out this like very cryptic tweet and I saw it and I instantly knew he was like thinking about like similar stuff. So I pinged him about it and he was like, let me show you what I'm working on. And I was like, great, I can show you what I'm working on. But like his his version was just way better because like Sonny is like a master like architect. like, um, And yeah, so I was like, whoa, this is really good. I think we can like implement this at the hackathon. And, and then we did it. Um, in terms of like what mesh security is, it's like bi-directional security. So uh, Juno can secure Osmosis, but Osmosis can also secure Juno. Um, effectively, what it is is cross-staking. So you're taking your Juno and you're picking a validator on the Osmosis chain and you're cross-staking to it. At the same time, you're also staking it on Juno and you might be uh, securing a couple of other chains through interchain security. So what this means is you're actually taking on a little bit more risk, but in, in return, you're also getting a little bit more rewards. So say you delegate to Notional Validator on Juno, Stargaze, and Osmosis. Uh, and on Osmosis, they do a double sign. And now what that means is your, your Juno will get slashed. Um, but, you know, you, you might trust, you know, Notional Validator. They know their stuff. Like, you know, it's worth the risk for like the extra rewards that you get. And I think that many people will will, will make that choice. Um, so there's a lot of economic incentives around cross-staking, which is really cool. Uh, I think we're gonna see some novel forms of airdrops. Um, I think the, you know, the what we saw for like airdrops last year, where it was just dropped to everybody like right away. I, I don't think that's gonna work this year. And I think that we're gonna see some experimentation in how, airdrops go about, um, which I think is is good. Um, still going to be airdrops. They're just going to be a little bit different. So like imagine a new chain that's made and you earn, you might get some little airdrop, um, but you earn the bulk of your rewards by like cross-staking. So you get your airdrop by actually cross-staking to secure the other chain, which I think is a really, really cool mechanic that I'm pretty excited about. Um, there's a few others, um, but at a high level, I hope that answers your question. Like, Mesh security is special because um, it's uh, it's bidirectional. So like a chain does not have to like give up its sovereignty in order to take advantage of the economic security. And it's it's a real mesh. Like as we have like thousands of chain in the inter thousands of chain chains in the interchain, eventually we can get to the point where they can all like provide security to each other and make the interchain very very robust. Uh, and the other thing that I'm really excited about for mesh security is I think it's also possible obviously we have to get the first version out before this will be possible but you know DeFi products can be built on top of it uh there's potential to use uh other assets that are not cosmos assets like ethereum or like bitcoin to also provide more security to the interchain um and i think that you know it's it's ultimately like a much more flexible architecture another great thing about uh, security is you actually 
like can you like you could use it with chains that don't use um the cosmos sdk which i think is actually like a really big advantage as we are going into this new interchain paradigm where we have chains like uh polkadot and near coming to join the interchain we have new cosm we have new chains that are launching supporting ibc and they will also be able to like you know adopt mesh security even if they don't use the cosmos sdk so Really excited about all that. I hope that clears some stuff up about mesh security. If not, Sunny has a, has a really great talk. He's way better than me at like explaining things like at a five year old level and with pictures. Um, so I, I would highly recommend if you have not seen Sunny's Cosmoverse talk, go watch it. It's probably like the best like like low level explanation or high level explanation of mesh security and how it works. That's amazing because uh, uh, it remembers me like when a project uses Cosmos SDK, but it's not like forced to uh, enable IBC. You can use mesh security without like um, getting all in to Cosmos. Uh, that's wow! It, it's sick how how you guys create all these technologies and it's so like a new. Uh, in all the ways uh, compared to the other ecosystems. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really exciting. Um, and yes, we don't re require they use the Cosmos SDK, but we do require they use IBC. It fundamentally works over IBC. It is an IBC application or an interchain protocol. So, and but you know that's what we want. We want more chains joining the interchain. Um, and the bigger the interchain grows, the more we are in the new interchain paradigm, and the more things like interchain DAO tooling become important, so. Thank you, no, Jake, that, that helped a ton. And even um, with Antoine chiming in and uh, getting corrected on the whole IBC thing, that, that helped, that helped a lot. Um, and feel free, um, if you're a speaker up here to, you know, chime in if you need to. But I'd like to talk about uh, what you guys are excited about as a team. What's the most um, exciting thing about V2 that's coming out yeah, I mean, I think, I think sub-DAOs are pretty um, important. It's really, we really like redesigned the UI with them in mind as opposed to just kind of tacking them on because I think they're going to be a really powerful organizational concept to make DAOs actually kind of functional, um, able to replace systems in the real world with like a one, one DAO voting system. It's not very, like it's not very scalable with like specialists and committees and everything. So V2 really brings this this powerful concept of teams within an organization that can do things on their own, maybe faster or more intelligently or more securely or something. Noah, would you like to kind of elaborate on like the architecture of what a sub-DAO would look like by giving maybe just a, an easy example for us to understand? Yeah, I mean, so at Data, we have like a, we have one sub-DAO and it's the development fund. And so this is a smaller core set of contributors that have just greater context and awareness of what Data is working on and who's doing what work. And so it probably wouldn't make sense every month to have every DAO token holder to like rate how people are working because like you might not be pay paying attention to what the development team is doing. So if we have like 10 members who are trusted who are making decisions about um, contributions each month, month, that's probably more accurate representation of what's going on than every, you know, every DAO token holder, like I said. Um, so that's a sub DAO because that they are responsible for distributing these token rewards. Um, and they've been allotted this set of token rewards, so they have kind of 
like a globally set maximum and kind of agreed upon rules for what they're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a great example. Um, another, like, uh, some more examples could be things like you could have a communication subdial or a marketing subdial. Uh, we're actually looking at like such things for 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 Juno as well. Um, again, this is like a smaller team of experts that are going, or not necessarily experts, but people that are going to go out and do a particular task. Uh, we don't want voting fatigue. If we have to vote on everything all the time, that just becomes unsustainable. Think think about it. If every Juno holder had to vote on whether or not to pay some like someone who made a video or someone who designed a poster or whatever, like that's that's just the it's not it's not relevant. Um, so what happens with subdows is the the UI in V2, which is very beautiful, thanks to Noah. And there's a UI to create a subdow, and then um, when the subdow is created, uh, like the main DAO can determine the budget for that subdow. So for like the marketing uh, subdow wants, you know, ten thousand DAO tokens, and these are the members on it, and this is their plan, and this is how they're gonna like they'll they'll say how they're gonna like publish reports or whatever. It's all transparent on chain, so we can see what they're doing, what they're spending money on. Um, which is another great thing about subdows is you can it's really easy to go through the org and see all the things that are happening in different parts of the org if you're curious. Um, so the the community will vote, the subdow will be created and funded. But let's say the subdow is bad; they just don't do their job. Um, they uh, they just sit around, nothing's happening. One really cool thing about subdows is the main DAO is actually in control at all times. Uh, the subdows are fundamentally accountable to the main DAO. Otherwise, they would just be like independent DAOs. Um, so, if say the marketing DAO is not doing its job, the main DAO can vote to like dissolve the marketing DAO and re recover the funds. Or maybe the main DAO will vote to replace replace some of the membership. So maybe you know, uh, you know, Julius is not doing his job, so we're gonna re replace Julius with Becky or, or whatever. Um, you know, I think that's a really important concept with subdows is that they they can operate independently, which is great. That's how uh, they can go about making um, you know quick decisions and not boring everyone with like the nitty gritty details of like oh we need to pay this designer or we need to like. Um, but at the same time, they're still fundamentally accountable to the main DAO, uh, and uh, I'm also really excited for subdows. I think that it's how we like take DAOs to like next level where they can actually run real companies, real nonprofits, and potentially even countries someday. So yeah, I just, see, go ahead, Case, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, just to say a little bit about why subdows are really interesting. Um, I had I had some experience being on the board of my college as a very, very young board member. And I noticed uh, it was basically like subdows that you had to do to manage finance and all, all these different parts. And they each had their own kind of version of the treasury and then would kind of present it to the board. Um, and so when I learned about subdows, I was like, this this would be so useful for boards and anybody who has like a lot of money under management to actually allow people to be really effective with those funds and vote on them as people get increasingly distributed because a lot of issues around these board meetings were like, people just couldn't all show up in person all the time. And so it was really hard to have everyone um, voting and then flying around and like taking all this extra time, um, being able to do that and then have it recorded um, on the blockchain was just, it's just really interesting in terms of like empowering a lot of these 
let's just say like more traditional to like more experimental uh, forms of governance and community that have treasuries attached. So, so I, I see that we talked a little bit about like um, the uh, revoking of funds and voter fatigue, right? But that only the, um, the voter fatigue that you were talking about, um, that's, that's not stopping the votes happening in the sub DAO, correct? There's, there's still going to be uh, votes happening in the sub DAO, but the main DAO uh, doesn't have to participate, participate in voting for those sub DAOs, correct? Or am I just confusing the two? Yep, that's correct. Um, and that's kind of like the whole point is this is how you scale organizations. Like, you know, imagine if like, if you wanted to run like a real company, like a very big company with like DAO tooling, like you need to divide it up into like smaller groups in order to, um, in order to like do some massively complicated task. Like say you wanted to build a car, like, is the whole DAO like going to vote, you know, like all the shareholders? No, they, they need to like delegate authority, basically. Uh, the key thing is also, but, you know, the main thing is just keeping these sub DAOs accountable and making sure that there's um, the right checks and balances in place to like, you know, <laughs> to do the, to make sure they're doing the tasks that they're supposed to do. Um, but yeah, I think you got the right idea. Cool, cool, cool. Definitely. Antoine, would you like to um, chime in or have any questions about subdows? I'm here, like like hearing, and uh, I'm it's it's like so much information at the same time, like trying to understand all the things you have said and what you asked before, and yeah, it was like uh, we have a like a central DAO, a hub DAO, and we can create our DAOs, but these DAOs can have our, uh, their own governances and their own liquidity, their own uh, approaches. So it, it's amazing how, how this is happening because uh, Gibbs, uh, like every project, uh, not even matter how big it could be, or like a new project uh, with an NFT collection, for example, and use DAO DAO to improve and create community in a way that uh, it could really uh, make some uh, impact. Because uh, before DAO DAO, it was like difficult to create the DAO and, and with a blockchain structure, you know, like um, everything put it on, on, on chain. So right now, it's, it's going to be uh, amazing when. Cosmonauts get used to use DAO DAO for different uh, kind of things. Yeah, I, I see a lot of um, communities being able to use these DAOs. I mean, for example, we we see that um, a lot of projects they have their own little departments, right? They have their marketing department, they have um, their grants department, and these tools that you guys are building are literally going to accelerate their growth and keep everything super organized. I think I think maybe this is a cool time to chime in on how like the most exciting thing with Croncat, um, and I won't go too much into just the whole Croncat thing, but basically, you know, the TLDR is you can schedule something to happen later. Um, and right now we are sort of like glued to our wallets and anytime you want to do anything on the blockchain, you got to have a human being or some centralized script doing something. And that's, that's just not the UX that we uh, expect from this awesome technology. And so Croncat is sort of allowing people to have things happen in the future. 
Um, and and the most exciting thing is going to be uh, Dow Dow payroll. So you can really just say once, like, hey, we're you know we're a small team. We're all like going forth, and we have a little treasury. Let's just pay these five people this amount of Juno every Sunday. And just boom, it's done. No one has to wake up and kind of fiddle with their wallet and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that that is extremely exciting. And I also want to give a major shout out to just the Dow Dow uh, core team because I, we are looking at how the architecture of Dow Dow works and all these different sort of contracts that talk to each other and how it's like modularized. And um, there's big plans to sort of like separate uh, the Croncat manager, very similar to how Dow Dow was. So um, very excited about that. And I think that kind of also hits on the voter fatigue, um, you know, because in terms of payroll, you would just be having one vote saying, you know, these people get paid and you'd only need to sort of come to your wallets and vote again um, if there are any changes in that. But otherwise, you don't have that voting fatigue and it's one less thing to, to worry about every week or every month. Man, if, if you could, I mean, I would love to like, like listen more about Croncat and how that actually works. Sure. Yeah. So this is an idea we had about two years ago. I was working at Near Protocol, and and so was uh, and my friend Trevor was really pretty heavily involved in basically the Dow Dow of Near Protocol, and we learned kind of a whole lot. Um, our appetite shifted toward the interchain, and I resigned, and we, and we decided to just rebuild Croncat. This idea from I think it was exactly two years ago. I think it was October of two years ago, and so we we rebuilt the whole thing in Cosmosm. And basically a person can say, I would like to execute this task. I would like to send this message either at this block or at this time frame, and either in a recurring fashion, like every week or every like hundred blocks or just once, um, all kinds of like options on how you wanna have an interval like that. And you say, cool, here's like one Juno. Um, now some anonymous person, please, um, I will pay you a little micropayment to help execute this thing on time and there's this sort of like legion of um, agents that we call them and they are basically off chain and they are fulfilling these tasks they're basically lobbying a transaction into the blockchain when they are assigned to do so and um, they don't know what they're going to be executing it could be a payroll thing it could be you know having a dow dial proposal execute once it's completed they have, they have no idea what they're doing but they will get a little payment um, and if they uh, you know, don't fulfill their tasks, then someone else will come in and they will get the micropayment and, and, and instead. So it's, it's an interesting architecture where it's like everything is decentralized and everything's in a smart contract. And we have these little teeny agents that could fit on a Raspberry Pi that are essentially signing up to fulfill tasks and, and make sure that um, people who, you know, want to have some some series of future events happen can have that happen um so that's kind of the baseline here and then sort of hinting with you know without getting too much into it a really exciting thing is the idea of if this then that on blockchain so instead of saying every sunday please do this you can also say like when my account balance reaches this please do this so like you can do simple if, if this then that sort of things dollar cost averaging um, it, you know, it, it is one of the common recipes we'll be doing. So going to be very interesting. I feel like the, the bear market is kind of cool in a sense, um, because I think maybe there was so much like, um, action going on during the bull run that, um, 
you know, you're kind of just eager to launch your project and kind of get in on the money and all the stuff. And during the bear market, we're kind of perhaps like thinking about fundamentals a little bit more and like what is really going to move the needle and what is really going to change stuff. And um, I think there's a lot more space perhaps and just patience for like kind of bigger ideas. And so um, I hope that we can see, you know, Croncat and other sort of like big UX improvements sort of um, come to light in the bear market. I think it's going to be, I think it's a good time for it. Yeah, another use case I'm really excited for Croncat with DowDow is actually just claiming DAO staking rewards. Just like claim, claim and restake. It's just a nice and simple. We don't want to have to vote on that every time. I think tools like Croncat can like make DAOs a lot more powerful. Again, we want to reduce voting fatigue. Do we really want to have to vote every week to claim and restake our staking rewards? No. Um, and that's why I'm really excited about tools like Croncat. Oof, perfect, perfect time to talk about validator run DAOs. So who wants to go first? Okay, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people really are excited about this feature. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what questions do people validator run DAOs? It's basically a DAO, and you vote to uh, run a validator on chain. Now, you, you still need to have people that you trust operating the actual nodes that are like processing the transactions. But importantly, all the commission from the validator goes to the DAO, and that the DAO like has complete control of the validator. They can change the validator name. They, you know, they get all the validator money. They do transactions on behalf of the validator. Um, so yeah, we're pretty excited about validator DAOs as like a new way for DAOs to be able to like raise funds. You know, maybe you could have like picture like a nonprofit DAO, you know, delegate to this nonprofit DAO. And now, now they're getting nice income from like staking rewards or um, we have a really exciting validator DAO that's going to be coming out soon. It's called Party DAO, um, Rave Token. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to throw underground raves and it's going to be a early DAO validator. It's going to be pretty sick. But yeah, I'm happy to answer questions about DAO validators. That's going to come out with you too. Um, I know a lot of people are very, 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 I get asked, this is one of the things that people ask me about most actually. Yes, yes. I, I, and, I, and I bring that question up because um, I think that uh, having a, a DAO structure for a validator, a team would be amazing. I mean, like Notional, they have how many people on their team? Like over 30 people on their team. So uh, with big teams like that, it'd be nice to have a, a nice structure with sub DAOs and, you know, man, the, the, the possibilities are, are seriously endless with, with what you guys are building with V2. It's insane. Yeah. I was, I was actually already talking with Jacob, but you know, I think they're, they're planning to like use data soon. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. Um, I think more for less for their validators, but more for like how they manage their company, which I think is great. And well, that's, well, all that, um was it is everything going to be like transparent or is it going to be a feature to have it private because what if uh they're you know we have validator teams that don't want everything to be seen to the public i mean you can always do stuff off chain um and we have some of the first zk protocols that are coming to juno so like juno juicer um you can get a lot of privacy that way uh privacy features is something that is really important to me personally um, and I've actually been like doing a lot of active research on building zero knowledge stuff with Cosmosm. Um, but that's going to have to come with like a, a V3. Um, it's, uh, but there, it's, it 
it's gonna happen like uh you know actually at stanford blockchain week i met dan bonet who's a professor of applied cryptography and we had a really great like two hour long chat of how you would you would build like zk voting zk or, and zk is an acronym for zero knowledge zero knowledge voting uh zero knowledge member membership and zero knowledge dow treasuries all on a public blockchain like juno which is like i think really really exciting and it's going to be the future but um I think uh, it's it's it is it will take some time, um, but you know I, I'm I'm not talking about years. I'm talking about like you know six months. Um, it's like these technologies are like here and they're getting easier and easier to use and build with. Like I've already like you know fucked around with some zero knowledge smart contracts and like feel like I understand it a lot better myself. And you know once once we get through like shipping v2 we can start like looking ahead at, at like what's next but like privacy is i think a really big fundamental feature and something that we would really like to to enable for DAOs. but um i do also think that starting with, with like public DAOs first is like you can learn a lot from that which will like help us build like you know sort of some of the privacy features like um without getting like too technical building zero knowledge protocols is is a little bit harder and a little bit less flexible than you know like writing the public smart contracts that we're currently writing so the work that we're doing right now with v 2 to get really a really good architecture a really good design around all the different contracts and how they interact with each other is going to be super helpful like going forward when we when we do want to add privacy features um and yeah the the goal is to have you know private treasuries private DAO membership and you know private on-chain voting um, which I think will be like really, really huge and really cool. I have a question about that. Uh, I know that some projects or some DAOs uh, had to include like these uh, privacy pictures, but are they going to uh, have like a, a um, some kind of task to to do before enable this or is it going to be like automatic because could be used for for bad actors you know that's what i'm asking yeah i think uh you know there's still like some thoughts to like you know think through before we roll out all these things but um i i imagine it'll be like we're gonna make it pretty easy to use um and uh that like you know it's ultimately it's just tools and tools can be used for both good and bad like you can kill someone with a hammer um but you can also build houses um obviously i'm more interested in like building houses or building like next gen governance tooling and i think privacy is a fundamental right and it's like a fundamental feature um and something that like i really care about but i also think it's good to start with public DAOs first so that we can take a lot of our learnings from that and apply that when when we do launch private DAO features. Um, but DAO V2 is not going to have any privacy stuff yet. Um, Thank you. Thank but you can still have privacy by anonymity. Like you don't have to leak, link your address with the public identity. Um, do you guys mind if we take a question? We got somebody with their hand up, Errol, from Passage. Sure, that's what we're here for. Yo. So uh, me and Jake uh, softly started a conversation in um, uh, a Telegram group. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it here. 
we need to get uh, some passage uh, DAO combos going. So we get some passage worlds built around these DAOs. What do you guys think about that? Let's do it. Yeah, that sounds sick. Yeah. One of my biggest things is <clears throat> we really wanted to see community flourish. And um, we've been talking to a lot of like game uh, game projects, um, both like really old game projects, like pre pre blockchain, um, but we're basically doing like blockchain stuff, and then also like you know newer stuff. Um, <clears throat> and those are interesting communities. But um, something that really hits home for me is uh, well, this stuff could apply like right now uh, to the Cosmos communities, like um, we uh, we were posting around some pictures of an event space that got some people excited. I'll be able to talk about that more soon. Um, but um, uh, like if we could host, you know, a, uh, a Cosmos community day or a Cosmwasm uh, community world, just to talk about different conversations like this, that sounds like, that sounds like just an awesome way to create very fruitful, um, very fruitful conversations around each of these topics. Um, yeah. And then combine that with the power of DAOs so that like, you know, you have actual like organization, uh, with the, uh, with these, within these projects. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's make it happen. Let's go. I did have a question also for, um, Mike, um, we've been looking at um, trying to figure out the problem of like um, providing cool benefits to employees, um, like offering them tokens and stuff. Um, your solution sounds like very close to what we are literally trying to like looking at building house because we didn't think that it was out there. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. I feel like you're probably talking about um, like doling out X, X amount of tokens automatically um, every few days or, or so. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, basically having the flexibility to, you know, our, our uh, chain is already like, it's already active. Um, and so, you know, to have the ability to like automate uh, some, of the, some of the features of giving out tokens to people um, and um, not having to essentially worry about doing that, you know, multiple times. Right now, it would be a manual job for somebody, and uh, that just sounds impossible. Uh, whereas to have like a script around it, that was the area that we were starting to explore. But if what you guys are doing kind of solves that problem, which it sounds like it does, it sounds like exactly what we've been talking about. Um, I'd love to pick that up. Yeah, I think that's a great case. And I, I know um, from the very beginning, we uh, stressed that we, we didn't want these agents who are fulfilling the tasks, again, to have like any idea what they're doing. And then now we're sort of just seeing sort of the powers that be flop around and be sort of weird when it comes to tornado cash and all that kind of stuff. And so, so it's actually like a kind of a perfect architecture for this where people can just sort of help fulfill stuff in the future. And, and, and it's not like some centralized script that you're, you're sort of worried about like, what are people going to think or, or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad we kind of like took a, took a hard uh, detour to make it way. 
Yeah, seriously, like Croncat has the best architecture around this stuff that I've I've seen. Um, there's a lot of teams that are doing things like auto compounders and stuff like that, but like Croncat, in my opinion, is doing it like the real way, like the most decentralized way, and it's, like also the most flexible and kind of powerful way. Um, so I'm I'm so stoked for Croncat, and yeah, you guys should talk. Let's make it happen. I have a question about the fundraising. Um, how does the DAOs can ask for fundraising, and where, uh, where is the liquidity going to going to be? You know, if, in case a DAO needs liquidity, is it going to be on on Juno, or is it going to be on on Osmosis, or how is that going to work? Well, for liquidity, uh, we don't force a DAO to use one solution or the other. There, there's sovereign sovereign DAOs that can, you know, um, use Juno. They they can use Juno Swap. They can use Osmosis. Uh, they could use Crescent. I don't know who uses Crescent, but you know, they could if they wanted to. Um, you know, uh, so I think you know, and there's and there's a lot more DEXs that are coming out. Uh, some order book DEXs, which I think will be really useful for DAOs that like maybe don't have like high liquidity um in terms of fundraising this is something that i really want to like come back to uh like after after we launch like v2 and after the team gets like a nice little break actually noah who's who's also a speaker on this call and a core dao member uh he actually built uh dao up which was a really cool early experiment and like uh like how fundraising for 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 daos could work and I think that you know uh, there's some like modifications and changes we can make to DAO up to make it like a lot better and more flexible for for projects, uh, and I can let him speak to that a little bit, um, offer his own thoughts. But one of the things that I'm really excited about, uh, looking at like you know I read all before I started on this, I read all the Ethereum like DAO contracts, and my is Moloch DAO, um, which allows a group of anonymous anonymous people to come together on the internet and pool a treasury. The really cool feature of Moloch DAO is there's this feature called Rage Quit. So if you don't like to have, have the direction the direction the DAO is going in, you can actually uh, Rage Quit and leave with your, with your portion of the treasury. So say I have a 10% share of the treasury and there's 100 Juno in the treasury, I could Rage Quit and I would give up my DAO voting tokens in exchange for my 10% of the treasury. Um, I think there's some really cool ideas we can do around like fundraising, like using these kind of concepts. Uh, I think that there's, you know, a big thing we want to prevent is rug pulls. Like I, I we want like projects like nonprofits and stuff to use this. We, uh, <laughs> um, and unfortunately like rug pulls are a thing. Um, and so, you know, I think this is, I, I think after V2, you know, we're going to like, uh, either ourselves or potentially like partner with some teams or some new DAOs that really want to like tackle this like problem of fundraising. Like how can we uh, raise funds in a trustless way, in a way that's like easy, but also in a way that like protects all parties. Like you want to protect, you know, the people that are are like investing in these things, you know, like, and you have to deal with things like rug pulls. Um, so some of the interesting things we're exploring are things like rage quit, obviously, I'm also really excited about like vested fundraise. So let's say you raise like $1 million. Well, that's going to vest over a year. Um, so like the team can't just like go off and rug right away. Like they can only like, you know, spend a little bit of amount. And then if the community of investors loses like confidence, they can, 
you know, rage quit and like get their money back or what's left of their money back. But that's better than losing everything. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for uh, new fundraising tools for DAOs. Um, you know, I think also importantly, it's like, you know, obviously something, you know, DAO members are, are interested in, like have worked on in the past, like DAO up was like actually really fucking cool. Um, and uh, yeah, no, do you want to say anything about that? Or Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mostly covered it. I feel like it's kind of funny that our biggest mistake with DAO was just not using a DAO to control it. Like we had a DAO that like received the funds. So that was transparent, but we didn't actually like vet anyone that was on the platform. And so they kind of were able to just take advantage of, of our legitimacy being associated with DAO um, and having a nice, pretty UI. And um, so there were a couple of rug pulls, which was really unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I think we're, that, that's where that's where I came from. We definitely plan on returning back to it with um, much much greater awareness and intention this time. Um, I think I think it's really important to be able to just like start DAOs with many people who want to join a mission um, and doing that through like like hoping that they send you tokens and you write down their address and you do the manual effort of adding thousands of addresses to this DAO. That's just it's not. No one's going to do that, and it's not not a very effective way to start a DAO. Um, but this, yeah, everything that Jake mentioned about like rage quit and having these like systems in place to like protect all parties will be really, really powerful and, and important. And I think in terms of like fundraising, like there are a lot of things in V two. Um, there's actually a really big feature that we've we haven't talked about yet. Somehow, uh, <laughs> NFTs, like yeah, you know, fundraising. Fundraising is not just about like doing like a token sale or token swap. Like you could also like do like NFT sales, you know, um, and or run a DAO validator. Like we're we're trying to provide multiple options for for DAOs to like get get the funds that they need. Um, and also Noah brought up a really great point for DAO fundraising tools is like having a DAO that can curate like a fundraise. Like maybe like you have like a nonprofit kind of focused DAO up platform. And they like vet all the nonprofit projects to make sure like the the money is actually going where where they say it is, and they're not just like slapping pictures of like you know poor people in like South America that they're like gonna help out, you know. But they really just take the money behind the scenes and like put it in their pockets, you know. Um, like having like a DAO like kind of like vet these projects is I think really really important. So very excited for like post out doubt out v2 is like you know all the things that will be built on top of it and all the DAOs that will be built off of it i mean right now they're you know if, if someone really wanted to do a DAO up style fundraise like the contracts are are out there you you know you could you could go do it um but i'm really excited for DAOs like you know selling nfts for example to like raise funds or uh running validators you know there's a lot of different options when it comes to fundraising Perfect time. Wait, we just keep segueing at the right time because we have a raccoon up here, NFT project um, that has uh, products on Juno and also a collection on Secret. So I would love to give them the floor here. Hey guys, thanks uh, about the introduction. So uh, yeah, we're just a, a project, an NFT project on a Secret and we also have a, a gaming slash gambling platform on Juno. And uh, just wanted to say you guys are building amazing stuff with DAO. Can't wait to to use these products, specifically the uh, sub DAOs and the NFT and stuff. 
Um, just on a very kind of specific question, like as of now, we currently have our like collection onto Secret Network, and we were wondering like how easy or how hard would it be to actually uh, leverage uh, DowDow on Secret Network, or pretty sure some people would like to use these kind of things on other chains. Yeah, totally. Um, so there's a couple answers there. First is uh, interchain NFTs is is like a thing actually. A core data member, Zeke, who's, who's sadly not on this call, but he's he's he we, data would not be where it is without Zeke. Um, like uh, he's actually helped to implement the ICS seven two one standard. So like a really simple thing um, that could happen is you could just have like you know bridge over your NFTs from Secret, and now you can use them in a DAO 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 on Juno. Um, we are. We did talk with the um, secret team about like, you know, private cross-chain voting. Uh, I think uh, you know if uh, I mean if we got like funds to work on that, it could potentially be be interesting. Um, uh, so that 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 could be cool. Um, we could potentially deploy on secret network as well. It would have to really look into it. Um, to me, I really want the privacy features that we're building to be zero knowledge, as opposed to relying on Intel SGX chips. Um, that's it's a technical different differentiation, but um, uh, zero knowledge protocols are are a little bit more secure and don't rely on trusting Intel. Um, I don't know how much you guys trust Intel, but um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I think that, that, that could be the easiest thing. Um, and we, we can explore different options. Uh, it is a lot of work to like support like different chains. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, data is going to be an interchain protocol. Um, and so, uh, yeah, man, I got some like real alpha to share around this. So, I mean, like, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think good journal holders are going to be pretty pleased, let's say, because Juno is the home of DowDow and it will continue to be the home of DowDow. But, um, and as a result, you know, there's gonna be some stuff that's gonna happen and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna happen on Juno. Um, <laughs> read into that what you will. Uh, but, you know, I think as, you know, one of the things I talked about in Cosmoverse is like interchain protocols, like DowDow are useful on like basically every chain, you know? Um, and so like, Yes, with interchain accounts, we can like you know, you know, interact with these other chains on Juno. But like, you know, many different chains want want DAO, and we need to like think about how do we how do we do that in a way that like maximizes value for Juno holders. Um, and I think I think we've got a good plan. It's it's around token swaps. Um, so we are going to be partnering with other chains, and they're going to give like swap tokens, um, and yeah, I don't know. We can. We, that's probably a really big conversation. I figure like people are gonna have a lot more questions about that. So I might just like answer questions rather than just like ramble on about stuff. Um, but we also love, we also have like it. our like secret plans and alpha. But you know, just something's coming. You know, um, actually a couple of things are coming. I think. Yeah. Um, new yeah, chains, so interchain <laughs> protocols. <laughs> that was actually a very, very good answer, to be honest. I'm uh, very excited about it. But uh, so in other words, if, if I was to sum it up, like in our very specific uh, situation where we already have like an NFT collection on Secret, it would be actually worth the, the wait, in other words. So yeah, thanks for the answer, Nick. 
Yeah, I, I think we'll have something that you can use very soon, um, specifically with ICS721. I think that that's going to like, uh, you know, it's actually something that uh, Noah and Zeke built into Dada v2. So like Dada v2 has support for interchain NFTs, which I think is going to be like really, really huge. Um, and, you know, someone from the Raccoon team, feel free to like, you know, just like hang out in our Discord and like ask questions or or, or DM me. I, 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 love, uh, I love the little Raccoon on your guys' games. It's great. Like all the animations and stuff. It's fucking fantastic. Um, and uh, you guys are a big part of Juno. So it's like, yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. That sounds good, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, Errol. Go ahead, man. Dude, just hearing you talk about the upcoming ICS721, like how far out are we from that? And then how far are we out from hearing about this news? Because I, I could have totally just let you ramble on. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, there's like multiple news. You know, like, uh, again, I, I, I will say this. The way that airdrops were done previously, like where you just like give out like 90% of the token like all at once, that was great last year like juno fundamentally got started on airdrops but like you know they've become like like kind of like more and more meaningless over time uh like they just often get dumped especially in a bear market and for the teams doing the airdrops they don't necessarily get like quality interactions out of it um and so what i'm really excited about is like the next generation of airdrops like what do airdrops look like in 2023 or late late 2022 because the whole meta is like kind of like changing at the moment um so yeah that that's more alpha and rambling but i hopefully said some keywords that intrigued people i'm already yeah yeah so the only one you didn't answer was uh, how far out are we from uh ics 721 because Pretty much anything interchain, interchain assets, interchain asset swapping, that is super, super interesting to uh, passage because, you know, we we don't want to just be uh, for one community or push the passage token. Like, biggest thing for us is, you know, how can we create interconnected communities um, and just help support, you know, the help support that reality that obviously everybody's working towards. So, yeah, I heard several keywords in there that I think I, I caught on to. Um, especially with some stuff that Sonny's been posting. Um, we have our uh, coin launch coming up. And so if there's anything that's like, you know, it's shortly after that we do the, we're supposed to do an airdrop. And so if there's anything that, uh, you know, we can connect on to maybe even be a guinea pig, just let me know. Yeah, I think there's definitely some things. You should, you should DM me and uh, I'll, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll let you know, but um, if you've been following my Twitter accounts, like yeah, uh, I do think like mesh security is like going to open up some new patterns for airdrops. But I also think we have some really cool things to show off with DowDow. Is like we can't just you know we're all about doing new things. You know we can't just like um, do the same thing that everyone has been doing for like the past year. Now I gotta gotta put a new twist on it. Like, but yeah, let's 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 chat. Um, I think there's like some really really interesting things on the horizon. Um, to answer the question about ICS, uh, it actually works in testnet. Um, and uh, I've actually, from the data account, we tweeted out some some screenshots of V2. And if you look closely at the NFT one, you see Stargaze NFTs, which is, I think, really cool. Um, so it's it's been working in testnet. I think the big thing is like, you know, it's going to have to go through like 
an audit process because, you know, um, like strange clan, those are pretty valuable NFTs. You know, those are like OG, like cosmos NFTs. Like we don't want, <laughs> we don't want something bad happening with someone's like, you know, sh- like super rare strange clan, you know, NFT. So like definitely need to get those contracts audited. I'm sure like, you know, uh, like Stargaze team is kind of like heading up the effort on on ICS seventy one. Uh, even though like uh, we've had some Juno folks like definitely contribute it like to it like Zeke. Um, so you know any any teams that want to like you know help like team up to like pay for the audit cost could definitely help like speed it up. Um, auditors like tend to go faster if we offer them more money. So um, but yeah, it's a. Yeah, so I think it's probably something like it works in testnet. We could probably we could actually just deploy it today, but again, uh, we don't want someone like we don't want something bad happening that we can't recover from. So we need to get those contracts audited before it's ready. But I think that like that you know that is like a pretty optimistic time time frame. Like having a working implementation is like definitely like the first like kind of start, um, and means that we're pretty close. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'll reach out to you about the auditor as well. Uh, maybe Passage can contribute. Cool. Yeah, I think it's kind of a thing if, like, we, like, I don't think the Stargaze team should have to do the full brunt of, like, auditing ICS721. I think if we could all, like, like, Juno as well, maybe Secret, like, all kind of, like, pitch in together. It's just, you know, it's a shared protocol. Like, we, it's, it, it benefits and is, will be used by all the chains. So if we can figure out a way to, team up on that that's a really good probably, we, solidarity yeah we could probably get loop in there as well they've just gotten into nfts yeah loop. Uh, just want to check in with our speakers up here um are we okay to take more questions what if we go another 20 or 30 minutes what do you guys think yeah i'm, I'm down for another 20 minutes um but hanging out I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give a hard cut off at 427 Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So I got or maybe like here. 420. What, what was I thinking? 420. What was I thinking? I'm sorry. <laughs> Perfect. We'll, we'll go with Skybox and then we'll go with uh, Wolfman. Hey guys, this piece was amazing. Huh? I'm excited to be able to use what you guys are building um, for NFT. The question I have is um, related to Stargaze. NFTs in in Juno because we launched our second collection on Juno with Loop, um, and we will be using that DAO to create our DAO. But will it be possible when ICS is live to migrate the two NFT so they could be the DAO token of a DAO, or that we have to work that out or something like that? Like having two collection, one on Juno, one on Stargaze, be the DAO token in a sense. Yeah, you could do that. Um, currently, I will I will note that currently the NFT vo- like voting contract for for Dada V two assumes one collection, um, and that would technically be two. Um, we we could probably work around that. Um, you can do voting contracts that would um, be able to have like support multiple collections, and if there were other projects like Raccoon or whatever that were really interested. Uh, in such a thing, we can we can bump that up the priority list. It's not that hard to do, but um, but yeah, currently we assume like a DAO, an NFT DAO will be based around one collection. Um, okay. But you could take your Stargaze NFTs and have a DAO on Juno with them. 
Got it. So, oh, uh, one, 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 one last question about that. Um, so when that that's available, all we have to do is just upgrade the contract and and get it done. Or you guys handle the rest, right? Yeah. So when um Data V two comes out, uh, I don't know if people have like used Data Beta before, way back in the day. Um, but we're gonna have a similar kind of like in the UI upgrade path. Um, so it'll be very easy to like upgrade your DAO in the UI. Now this will make some assumptions. Like for example, it will assume that you created the DAO in the UI, which for probably 99% of people, that was the case. You probably just use the DAO DAO UI to create your DAO, in which case there'll be like in UI prompts when, when DAO DAO V2 is ready and audited, there'll be like a banner in the UI that says like, hey, your DAO is using DAO DAO V1, you can upgrade. Um, and then you can click upgrade and it'll make a proposal to like upgrade your DAO, which will be really, nice and easy and, and simple. So you won't really have to worry about doing some like technical, like smart contract migration or anything like that. And again, super credit to like Zeke and Noah for like making that like an awesome experience. Thank you, Zeke, and thank you, Noah. Um, we'll go with Wolfman next. Uh, unless if you have any more questions, Skymonk. No, that, that, that'll be it for now. All right, cool. Hey, Wolfman. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, Dow Dow? Man, this is awesome. This is literally the space I've been looking forward to since I found out you guys were having it. There's just so much y'all been building. I've been following pretty closely, and um, man, I couldn't be more excited about V2. And you've answered a lot of my questions, and then Skymonks asked some good of the questions too. I think related to, you know, we both got NFT collections on uh, Stargaze, and we're also going to have collections on Omniflix and Juno with Loop. Um, I guess one of the questions I would have left would be, um, you know, if we bring over our, um, our collection uh, to DAO, to DAO um, for the DAO as the governance, um, will those have to remain in the DAO uh, staked or can they be like kind of liquid staked where they could still be traded on the marketplace? Um, and I guess second question too would be um, the staking rewards uh, the, that you assign to uh, to them, like if, if you create a token for your DAO to reward your people for staking their NFTs, um, will that go to their wallet or can it go to uh, actually like claimable by the NFT? So if the NFT sells uh, while it's out there, then the person, if there's a tokens attached to it, whoever owns it would be able to claim those staking tokens. I mean, that's a great idea. So I'm gonna answer this question, anything is possible, but sometimes you have to do work to make it possible. Um, in the first version of like NFT-based DAOs, um, the, we, ha we have a staking rewards contract. Um, it's actually something that I've been looking at quite recently and want to do maybe some work on probably after Data V2 because um, it's actually a very, fairly complicated contract. So the staking rewards contract will only go to the, like, the, the actual owners that like when you join an nft DAO, you will stake your nft and it will go to the person the rewards will go to the person that staked it now this could be you could imagine different scenarios I actually really like uh that that idea you know what you're, what you're proposing is that it goes to like the nft itself um that is really cool but um and i don't think it would be too hard but it'd be something that someone would have to like write a contract for at some point um and then your other question was, uh, what was your other question? Basically, like liquid, liquid form state. Like, is it if we put our okay, yeah, um, 
stuff there. So this is another one that is also a really great idea. Um, if people are out there that are Cosmosm developers that are looking for cool things to build, like an NFT liquid staking contract would be pretty sick. Um, but that is not built yet. Uh, there are liquid staking contracts for CW20 tokens, though. So again, this is another idea that someone has to build it. It's probably not too hard, but don't expect these features in Data V2. Um, and you know, uh, I, we have a lot of things that, uh, you know, we have to, you know, build with DowDow and that we get, we get a lot of requests. But one of the things I will say is we get a lot of the same requests. Like, actually, this was really great to hear because I realized that actually a lot of projects have NFT collections on multiple chains. And so maybe we actually do need a contract that will allow you to have a DAO with multiple collections. Um, but so, yeah, getting, getting this kind of feedback is really great. And it, like, helps us, like, prioritize kind of stuff. So the things you're talking about are very possible, but they will not be working with data v2. Yeah, like for us, we split part of our collection onto Omniflix as well as Stargaze for the for the ONFT uh, now that's going to be forming. And so I guess what we'll have to, we have another collection, so we'll be able to figure some stuff out there. But I guess initially, it'll be the main collections on Stargaze. So those will be, have to be the DAOs, I guess. And, and then they'll be stuck there, right? So that'll remove liquidity from the marketplace when they're transferred over until somebody brings out liquid staking, I guess, right? Yeah, um, I think uh, the the I mean the reason they're staked is for security. Uh, I don't know how many people in the audience follow like DAO hacks, but there was a really high profile one for tens of millions of dollars, in which uh, the DAO contract was basically based on token ownership, um, but not staked token ownership. So what you could do was you would vote and then you transfer your tokens to another address and then you'd vote again, transfer it to another address and vote again. Um, so, you know, there's still the, the reason they're staked is to make sure that that doesn't happen so that people can't like vote, you know, multiple times. Um, it also is a really great, it's very useful also for like calculating things like staking rewards. Um, so liquid staking would add some complications to that. We'd have to think about like the security of like, you know, uh, like is the DAO voting membership based on the actual staked token or the ownership of the liquid staked token? Um, we just have to think about like the security impl implications of, you know, these kinds of like decisions. But certainly a lot is possible. And, you know, really this is, this is DAO V2, but it's going to be like V1 of many many different features. So like it's gonna be V one of you know tower and validators. It's gonna be V one of like the NFT stuff. It's gonna be V one of you know our sub DAO UI. Like and we're gonna be doing a lot more work to like, you know, just keep refining the UI with like the goal of making like the best DAO tooling in crypto. Um, and but you know that's it's gonna take time. So you know uh, it's like keep keep these ideas and feedback coming. Like uh, you know like there's a lot of times, like, you know, if you join the Discord uh, and if you have some developers, like, some of these things are, are actually not that hard to do. Um, some are a lot harder. So, like, I think liquid staked NFTs is one of those ideas where we might be a, a little ways away from that because um, there's a lot to think through there. And one of the implications is security. So we have to make sure that we're building secure DAOs that can't be gamed or taken over. Because that kind of defeats the purpose of DAOs. You know, you want you want to be able to trust that like people can't hack the voting system. And in the meantime, I guess too, some of these collections maybe even could create a sub DAO that would still have some kind of voting power in the main DAO, to where they could still have like a secondary type voting system for their collection too. I guess 
until something where you can have multiple collections staked. But I guess another question too would be, uh, one thing you could do, this would work with you too, actually, this is crazy, but you make three NFT DAOs, one for each collection on each chain, and then you make a new uh, membership-based DAO or multi-sig-based DAO that has the three, those three DAOs as the owner. So each of the yeah. two out of three, or, or yeah, like two out of three DAOs would have to vote to like pass something in the main DAO. Um, yeah. It'd be a little bit like cumbersome, but it would work. And then also, if you wanted to have other, like, say you have just other NFTs that are, um, you know, things that maybe have airdropped to your collection or whatever, and you want to have them stake and earn rewards too, can they send those to the same DAO, but just not have voting rewards where they'd still be able to earn tokens? Or would it only be governance NFTs that are assigned would be uh, able to have, so maybe they just have to have a sub DAO with, for that collection? Uh, that's a good question. Um... Yeah, staking rewards. Uh, you'd have to have a separate staking contract for for those, and then the DAO would have to vote. To I think this is possible, but it'd be like a little bit technical to like implement, and I don't think there's going to be UI for it because it's not as common of a pattern yet. Um, again, if like if a lot of a lot of people come to us with like these like similar ideas, like it'll get higher up on like the priority list. But I I, I think it, what you described is possible. Um, but you're gonna have to do uh, like basically some convoluted, non-intuitive shit. You have to like instantiate the right smart contracts, and there might not be UI for what you're trying to do. But we could we could help you with that if that's something like you really really want to do. And I will just give a plug to Stargate as they're like uh, building their own like really fucking awesome like way better like NFT staking solution. It's actually really cool. It's in um, the Stargate's talk, so go go learn about that. That that might be very useful for for some projects. Well, that's what I was actually wondering too, because I've been I follow Shane pretty closely, and so I was watching what he's coming out and was wondering too, like, in your opinion, like what you guys are building for NFTs and what he's building for NFTs. You know, his is obviously too. Yours is gonna come out for, uh, first, uh, I think, because he's focused more on his uh, super cooled uh, staking mechanism for you know staking to validators, NFTs to validators with stars. Honestly, yeah, I'm I'm also you know, bias because I'm a co-founder of Stargaze, but, you know, I, I really want to build a voting contract um, for, for DowDow that takes advantage of super cooled staking. I think that's kind of best of both worlds. Um, has to be done, but so, but like, honestly, once super cooled staking is shipped, um, that's something that's going to be high on my priority list, at least, because um, I would love for people to be able to, you know, take advantage of both um, great DowDow tooling and also like super cooled staking on Stargaze. Um, yeah, so yeah, exactly. I mean, that's my thing too. Is like, which which would should we go with with the original Dow Dow or what Shane's building there? And you know, because I think both will have their advantages and disadvantages, probably. Uh, you know, as things cope, but I think both of you guys are gonna probably implement whatever makes sense eventually, right? I think the key thing is that they're like interoperable, and like ultimately, if it's based on Stargaze NFTs, you can go with what what whatever is like ready at the moment i mean this is also something you have to decide as a project you know um yep. but like because like the membership of the dao is based on nft ownership you know like we might deploy data on stargaze someday i would love to do that actually um but because like the membership is based on nft ownership like even if you start with a dao on juno like you can you know, once DAOs are like ready on you know, Stargaze or once super cooled staking is ready, you can always decide to like change it or upgrade it or, or migrate. Um, you know, those things are very possible. It's one of the great things about having membership based on like 
like something like a, a token or whatever, because then you can like easily build up like effectively a new DAO around it, even even if that new DAO is on like on a different chain. So um, just know that you're like whatever you decide, you're probably like future proof. Hey Jake, I know you got to jump off. Want to want to respect your time here. I appreciate you jumping on. Um, I don't know if maybe Case or Noah has a few more minutes to just answer some questions because we got. Uh, sky monks and we have blind investing that they came up here yeah that'd be fine um i also gotta run pretty soon here thank you thank you so much jake um unless if you want to stick around for a few more minutes i'm just i just had an edible so i'll stick around for a few more minutes but hard cut <laughs> off for real it all right perfect well actually then uh wolfman i, I don't know if you wanted to wrap up with your questions i kind of cut you off a little bit Oh, it's okay. I could probably ramble all day with questions for him. So, I mean, just, the, the, whole, the whole, everything that they're building is just like, it's so massively important to the space and you just go into other ecosystems and they just laugh at the term DAO, but they don't know what DAO DAO is building and like how much they're just bringing this all to real, like real world use case and that it's not just like some buzzword. It's, it's so for me in my head, all I see is DAO DAO and I just get so pumped because it's real and it's it's going to be it's going to make such a massive difference in the world and in in my own world and what we're all trying to build here in cosmos so yeah but um my i guess my last one was the in the you would say the the auditing the what the cost like if we wanted to help raise some funds to get the interchain transfers uh audit sped up like what would uh what would a fundraising goal be for for something like that for us to try to get that going quicker for a rushed audit uh you know because that impacts the price um audits for smart contracts pretty expensive by the way uh, uh you know it, it it also depends very much on availability and how like booked they are so um and for something like ics 721 we hope also want to go with like more established firms you know we don't want just a bunch of randos like we want like um like uh, Oak Security is great. That's who did Data V1. Um, I, I think uh, they're really awesome. There's there's a couple other really good ones. Um, so we'd have to like go to figure out an exact amount. We'd have to like go out and like um, you know actually get some quotes because um, it also depends on like the complexity of the contracts and like um, so yeah. Long story short, it can be cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. So yeah. So probably a bit more than just like a quick make some cool nfts for a fundraiser i think it's a little bit more than that i think it's more on the level of like chains or like nft like projects like Goop, stash passage tuno stargaze osmosis like people that want to do stuff with interchain nfts i think it's probably better it's kind of more on that level of like each chain puts in like you know like 25k or 50k or whatever like makes sense yeah. um we have to get some quotes first but i think it'd be really cool if we did it as like an interchain like effort of like hey this is an important interchain protocol let's all like you know like fund this together like stargaze has done a really great job like leading like the development effort for this but like you know i think it's important to like all show support and not expect them to like pay for everything Awesome. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dow Dow and Little Gains for hosting all this. And I'll definitely follow up with you on the Discord on, on all that. And, you know, it'd definitely be great to have everyone continue that kind of conversation to see, you know, what kind of what, what can we do to get this going quicker? Because I know there's a lot of projects that want to rock and roll with this and it'll just speed things up so rapidly to, to, to get us all to deploy some amazing things. I think you're going to bring a lot of attention to what already is happening in Cosmos. Awesome. Yeah. Go out and spread the word. Uh, you can always use the help there. 
Um, and, you know, we do have a lot of developers that are starting to, like, come around, like, the DAO, like, Juno Orbit. So, like, if you have a really great idea, you know, it's something we can always, like, we might not work on it as a core DAO team, but, you know, potentially there's, like, you know, other developers that might be really interested in building something, like, you know, some of the things you talked about, so. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jake, you know, when I um, heard your your speech at um, Cosmoverse, you only had, like, 20 minutes to talk about DAO and Juno. And if you would have had enough time to just really dive deep into DowDow, I think the crowd would have just just went nuts. So I'm I hope this uh, space is helping people get a better idea how much is coming to to our ecosystem with DowDow. Um, let's uh, go to Skymonks next, and then Blind Investing. Yeah. So Anya, my question is, with DowDow Z2, you'll be able to take um, only Juno or only Chain. On, on Juno. And if that's the case, when will we be able to stake um, other chain like Stargaze? Because I remember last time we talked, um, you had that, you said that would be possible at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we could, I mean, I think the big thing there is like, you know, when super cool staking launches on Stargaze. And my intention is that when that launches, like we, we will build the corresponding like doubt out voting tract that allows for you to use that for your DAO. Um, and, you know, but I, I don't, like, I, I think that's a question for the Stargaze team is like, uh, when when they expect super cool staking to, to launch. Well, not super cool staking. I mean, uh, staking Stargaze, Atom, or any other. Um, oh, you mean like interchain account stuff? Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. Okay, yeah, so interchain account stuff is like, uh, you know, I've actually started working on the, we call them actions in Dowdow. Uh, Noah actually built like an amazing framework for building these like small bits of UI that like help you do something like instantiate a smart contract or create a validator or claim your staking rewards without knowing any code. Um, so I'm actually working on some actions right now for interchain accounts. Um, and... Uh, you know, I fully expect that, like that, that's going to be in like um, Dowdow v two. It's it's extremely important to me, like especially as we've like branded ourselves as interchain Dow tooling that we, and now that we have support for interchain accounts on Juno and Osmosis, that we like start working on interchain accounts like actions. So you'll be able to like uh, do uh, like vote on proposals like um, like LP like an Osmo like some tokens on Osmosis, for example. Um, or stake your well, or stake your atom on like the Cosmos Hub. Now uh, there is like a lot more complex UI to build around interchain accounts. So while this feature is going to exist, it's not going to be in its end form. To actually think about like, okay, now we have a DAO and it has like accounts across all these different chains. That's going to be that's going to be a nice like V3 kind of level effort. It's going to need design. It's going to be something we kind of iterate through, but Yes, with DowDAV2, you'll be able to, like, for example, like stake your Atom or like stake your Osmo on, on another chain using interchain accounts, um, which I'm really excited for. And another thing I'm really excited for for interchain accounts is actually deploying smart contracts on other chains. So oh, yeah. um, we, are, we, we are going to use this feature extensively. And, you know, one of the big things about uh, Juno at the moment is we want to be the home and birthplace of many interchain protocols, as many interchain protocols as possible. Uh, and if we if we do that, those tokens are going to go to Juno holders. And the fact that they're used across all the chains in the interchain, or as many chains in the interchain as possible, is going to make those protocols a lot more valuable. Um, 
And so we want to, you know, think of ourselves as like an interchain protocol, but also like, you know, there's many, many exciting ones that are on the way, which I'm just like so beyond stoked for. Um, I hope that answers your question. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, you answered it pretty much. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I can't wait to leverage all, all the things you guys are building. I wish I wish I could help in the coding side. <laughs> so like every day I'm like, yo, I wish I could do something in that aspect, but all I can do is use it and, and spread the word. So I mean that's I'm great. Pretty excited. Just please please do that. Uh we also need help with like uh I'm just gonna take this moment to chill contributing to DowDow. Um like the best way to get DAO tokens is to contribute to DowDow. Um and you know, it's open source software. We have an open and very welcoming community. Uh, we are looking for, you know, always looking for people that want to like, you know, contribute code or, you know, uh, integrate with DowDow or, you know, other things we need help with are like things like documentation or translations. Like translations is a really, really great one. We have uh, Spanish, French, German. Well, I think German's on the way. Ukrainian. There's a couple others. Chinese. Um, but it'd be great to Korean. Uh, it'd be great to get some more um, you know, translations. You know, there's there's many ways to like get involved with the community and and help out. Um, and I think that's one of the coolest things about DAO DAO is that we're actually a DAO. We're not just some like you know Andreessen Horowitz funded like like VC startup thing that's like masquerading to build like web 2.5 DAO twin. We're like, we're a real DAO, just like Juno is a real DAO. And I fundamentally believe that only real DAOs can build the future DAO twin that we need. One last, one last question. Will the DAO team be like in the future interested in like raising funds? I don't know. Because you guys do have a DAO, DAO token. I know that's not the, that's not really popular in the Cosmo space. I just want to, if we were going to raise funds, we would do it in the most DAO way possible, like token swaps. Like we'd be like, okay, we've got you want DAO token, we'll swap you DAO token for like I don't know Osmosis or Juno or like Stargaze or Secret or you know whatever token. Maybe Passage, maybe Ali's NFTs, maybe you know, uh, like token swaps are like I think going to be really, you know important part of like DAO DAO culture. We want people to go out and make awesome DAOs. And if people make awesome DAOs, we wanna we wanna align our economic incentives. Like if you use DAO DAO to make like a really awesome DAO, we maybe we can like partner on stuff. Like that's I think how we like move forward in a collaborative way, but also how because like how DAO becomes like sort of like an index of like many of the most exciting like DAO projects in the interchain. Um so yeah, to answer your question, no, we're not going to raise like you know VC funds or whatever. Um, we're going to like do things the most DAO way possible, and we're going to do things that you know haven't really been done before in the interchain, and that's that's, that's just that's just what we're going to do. All right, I think that, that's my last thing. Thank, thank you for everything, and I like that. DAO <laughs> DAO, the best. It's just, oh my god, DAO the best. As possible. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yay. Blind investing. Sorry to keep you waiting so long. It's your turn. Hey, that's okay, little gains. I appreciate you guys doing this space. I'm happy to be here. Um, first of all, I wanted to say just how cool it is to hear you guys talking about the stuff that you're building. Uh, I'm pretty entrenched in the Cosmos ecosystem compared to other ones. And uh, you know, these other protocols that are trying to go cross chain are still trying to figure out how to send tokens securely. And 
you guys are talking about you know, cross-chain NFT staking and stuff that's just on another level. Uh, so from someone that's not technical, it's cool to be here and you know listen to you guys talk. Um, super excited about DowDow specifically. I think it has a you know a massive potential use case because it allows people like me that don't know how to code to you know join the ecosystem and build their own type thing. Um, you know, in this case, a DAO. And so thank you guys again for all the hard work you're doing. I'm excited to use V2. Uh, I have two questions. The first is very, very brief. Um, I apologize if you covered this already, but will, will rewards or I guess inflation via staking for our governance tokens be introduced with V2? Or is that something that comes later or not at all? Uh, so this is uh, something I actually opened an issue for today. We actually already have contracts for this. Um, in fact, JunoSwap, if you ever you know used JunoSwap before, it has like you know like multiple rewards tokens, so you can earn Juno or you can earn, earn like the raw token that uses these contracts. So we're gonna make UI or try to make UI for instantiating those contracts so that other DAOs will be able to launch staking rewards. The DAO token, no staking rewards, just fixed. Eleven million twenty-seven. <laughs> That's all there is. Can't wait to get my hands on some of those. <laughs> Um, perfect. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm really excited for that feature to come out. Um, my second question is a little more vague, uh, and I'm going to take a, a quick step back and just give you a little background on me so you know my level of understanding. Um, I come from traditional finance, so I, I'm familiar with you know, how to invest, but obviously crypto is a different animal. So over the past couple of years, I've been researching and learning about it, but mostly from, you know, an investor standpoint, not really like a, you know, a coder or a builder standpoint. Um, and so for someone like me, or, you know, I guess someone not like me that wants to create their own DAO and potentially wants to use some of the fundraising methods that you guys talked about earlier, whether it's, you know, token swaps, which I guess would be pretty hard for a, you know, a, a smaller DAO or, you know, NFT sales, things like that. Um, obviously you can't give, you know, legal advice, but how do you do that in the best way, you know, to to protect yourself and make sure it's, you know, decentralized enough where there's not one person that's deciding, you know, X Y Z fundraising taxes come into all that stuff. Can you give any sort of guidance on on that front? I'm not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> don't know where you live. I can't give advice about your jurisdiction. You shouldn't listen to anything I have to say on this topic. Um, <laughs> That said, uh, it's uh, it's complicated. It's just really complicated. Um, it's actually one of the issues that I'm actually most, you know, I think this will surprise people because like I'm kind of like a crypto anarchist. But one of the things I'm most excited about uh, for DAOs is like actually coming up with really good legal wrappers for them. Like, you know, we have actually like hundreds of years of learning building like you know, like organizations that like delicately balance like checks and balances and it would be a shame to just throw all that out the window. Um, at that said, you know, I'm DAO maximalist. I think DAOs are, are the future in like a fundamental way. I'll go, I think countries will be run on DAOs um, just because mm -hmm. it's better tooling. It's better. It's more efficient. If you just look at it on efficiency gains alone, I'm a big believer that like, you know, most efficient, more efficient technologies like eventually just win out. Um, 
You know, I think that DAOs are just fundamentally more efficient. You vote for something to happen and then it passes and it executes. You don't have to pass it off to HR to be like, you know, or accounting, like, you know, um, it just happens like instantly and you can do just many more like awesome things. Um, I could rant forever about that. But <laughs> one of the things I am excited about is like potential, like, and frankly, something that, you know, has had a lot of like, I think innovation around it is like, uh, legal wrappers for DAOs. Um, and one of the things that I'm really excited about for DAOW2 is there's some features um, that are kind of, I will call them advanced features, but they um, allow for things like creating custom proposal flows. So in certain types of organizations, you need someone like a board to approve a, like a decision or whatever. And these custom flows can like really accommodate like all those kinds of use cases um, and many more, many more that are also like you know, I'll say all this, but I also think that it's fundamentally right and morally correct that there should be DAOs that should just be part of the internet, you know? Like, you don't have to, like, have, like, everything. Like, are you going to make, you know, a really decentralized DAO that has members all over the world register a U.S. LLC? I just, I just don't think that makes sense. And I think eventually, like, as long as we, like, focus on, like, building really powerful governance tools that will, like, empower people to do really cool non-scammy things, like, I think eventually, like, all this stuff will get worked out and there will be the regulatory clarity that we seek. Um, I will say that like you can use legal wrappers with your DAOs today. Like you might, it actually might, I don't know what your use case is, but it might make sense for you to have like, you know, a US LLC or a Cayman Islands Foundation or like Swiss Foundation or whatever, you know, um, that, that's up for you. Like do talk with some lawyers before you like get in the space. But, um, you know, I think that first of all, it's just because you use DAO tooling doesn't mean you have to like embrace the radical like, we don't even have a legal organization kind of like internet is our jurisdiction kind of, you know, philosophy. You can definitely like have a hybrid. You can use Dow tooling and have like a, like a legal company and like a, a legal jurisdiction. Um, and then, you know, you just like pay in taxes. You just pay taxes on, you know, like your profits. Um, for the way I think about jurisdictionless DAOs, and again, I'm not a lawyer, don't listen to anything I say. Like, you know, we don't know how all this is going to turn out. And, you know, maybe I'll get like fined or whatever, but I just fundamentally think some things are morally right. Um, and the way I think about like entity list DAOs is that it's best if like the members around them, especially the key core members, uh, the members around them like have their like own like LLCs or their own like legal wrappers around them as individuals. Mm -hmm. And then just to make sure that like, Again, like, what do regulators really care about? They care that you pay taxes to support the military-industrial complex. You, know, you got to buy those tanks. You got to like things like the nukes. You know, the aircraft car carriers, and you know all that stuff. You know, uh, America, let's go. <laughs> um, and you know, like, if you give them their cut, like, you're. That's. I think that's like the main thing. You know, it's just like if you if you aren't like if you if you're trying to do things like legally incorrect. Um, and everyone can do what they want. Like, I'm not telling people what to do. Um, this is not advice. This is not legal advice. But if you want things legally incorrect, like, if you're part of, like, an, an entity list-based DAO, for example, like, have a legal wrapper, like, a personal LLC for yourself. And then just make sure you pay taxes on profits. Great. And then you're probably, like, I, I, I don't see, like, people, like, really, you know, I, I see, like, I'm not saying like there won't be any like regulations like passed against that. Who knows what's going to come in the future? 
Um, but you know, I think the best things you could, can do to protect yourself are like, it depends on your use case. It might make sense for your dad to have a legal wrapper. You should talk to some lawyers. Um, you know, uh, uh, everyone can make their own decisions about what they want to do, but you know, like sometimes, you know, paying off the tax man, it's like, you're not going to go to jail. Great. You started it out, but you know, you're not going to jail if you paid your taxes. Great. Um, like everyone like go off, make your own decisions. But I hope some of that was like helpful. I do. There is a lot of work that we're doing to, um, support DAOs with legal wrappers. Cause I think it's honestly important. Like there's certain types of things that you can't do with an entity list organization, like open a restaurant. Like how is a DAO going to pass health and safety? You, can, you fundamentally need a legal entity in order to like open a cafe or something like that. And so to me, like if we really want to see like, like digital cooperatives that like run cafes or whatever, like we're going to need legal wrappers for DAOs because that's just how we have to interface with the world until like 10 years from now when like everything is a DAO. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Non-legal advice, Jake. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm of the same mindset as you. I, I'd like to avoid as much of the bureaucracy as possible. Um, you know, that's the whole point of DAOs, right? But uh, at some level, you got to work within the system that you're in, at least, you know, until, you know, like you said, five or 10 years, whenever. Uh, I'll put, push back on that. I mean, I think it was the point of like early DAOs and I think it's still an important part of it. And one of the things I'm really excited about is like, you know, um, but, you know, I think it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I think DAOs are just more efficient governance tooling. And like you can run a traditional like C Corp or LLC using a DAO and do it like more efficiently, basically. Um, and I think that we're going to see this narrative play out in the next, you know, like five years, basically. Um, could be wrong. You know, it could be that they like pass legislation to just make it all like illegal and then I'm moving to Portugal. So, um, but, you know, I think that ultimately like these technologies are more efficient, transparent, auditable governance tools. Like it's, it's 100x better than like anything we've got. If you ever started a company before, you like fire file physical papers with the with the state. Want to get papers? You have to go send some secretary all the way into like the back room. They charge you like thirty five dollars, and then they like photocopy this paper and like send it to you. And it's like, what? We're in twenty twenty two. Like, how do I get? You know, this is how I have to like file records for my company. Like, why can't I just use an app? You know, and have everything transparently and auditably available on chain. You know, um, it's just also like doing things like deals, like smart contracts are way better. Like if you ever like company or whatever, you wanted to like, you know, uh, do a business deal, you have to get your lawyers to talk with their lawyers and it's back and forth about all this, like, you know, like details of the legal contract and you're, you're nitpicking about this language or whatever. And in crypto, we, in Dowtily, we can just use like an audited smart contract. Like just use like an escrow contract, for example. Great. It's transparent. It's clear how it all it all works. We don't have to pay like 2.5% to a third party. Like what we're building is not necessarily like, yes, you can build like very radical, you know, uh, jurisdictionless like institutions, which I think is like fundamentally right and morally correct. And I'm going to like stand up for that more than like anyone. But at the same time, it's not just for that. We can also build just better versions of existing institutions that are like 100% legal because, you know, it's like exactly like the DAO tooling exactly mirrors like the legal structure of like the LLC or C corporation or, um, or whatever. I mean, if you think about it, a C corporation, 
the shareholders, they're kind of like token holders, you know, and they, uh, you know, they vote on like, a, you know, executives and the board of executives then like, uh, you know, hires like the CEO and the CEO hires their whole staff. And you can create like those org charts with DAO you too, with subdaos. Um, and I think that one of the things like, I, I think maybe even DAOs is the wrong word. Maybe we need like um, a friend of mine who's part of the Metagov project. Uh, I think he called it like digitally controlled like organizations or like um, digitally, uh, fuck it, maybe Case knows. Anyway, I'll, I'll tweet about it. Um, but he, he came up with a different term that I think was like more neutral um, because I think that at the end of the day, the fundamental thing about DAOs is that it is a, like a governance program that is controlled by like, you know, governance de decisions are effectively co controlled by a computer program rather than like legal papers sitting in some filing cabinet in your state like office. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thanks for that. Absolutely. It, it seems much simpler, you know, for and, and, and see a lot of organizations in, you know, outside of the crypto world that could implement that. And frankly, you know, when I explain Dow Dow to, to my friends that aren't as involved in crypto, um, you know, and are more familiar with the traditional world, <laughs> uh, it, it blows them away that this isn't like, you know, something that you have to pay thousands of dollars to use. Um, you know, so thank you guys again. I'm, I'm going to hop off here, but thank you guys again for what you're building. And I'm really excited for V2 and uh, can't wait to use it and introduce you all to my project. Awesome. Yeah, I said, I, I think it's also, I think that's a great note to end on. I just had a nice rant. I feel, I feel like it's time to, <laughs> to say, say our goodbyes, but this was a great space. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you so much, Jake. Thank you, um, Case and Noah from Dow Dow. Um, literally, I think we covered almost all of the topics I wanted to discuss here on my sheet. And if there's anything else that you guys want to, uh, you know, end with, please go ahead now. If not, I, I do want to just, Pay my respects to you guys for everything that you guys are doing. Um, with over 490 DAOs created, 439 proposals on chain, and $19 million in total value in the DAOs, I mean, we got to give credit where it's due. So congratulations to the team. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks. Yeah, I just want to, we're not hard to reach. You know, come to the Discord, talk to us. This is not the only time you can talk to us. Thanks for being here and clearing all these uh, doubts that the community had. And it, it's really nice to have you here. And the, the, <clears throat> the mood and the vibe that you have to explain all of this is, is, is really, we really appreciate you guys come here and feel free wherever you want to come another time. And uh, thank you very much, Mike from Croncats, for also sharing your side of the story with what you guys are building. Um, if you guys would love to stay updated with any upcoming spaces that Cosmos Spaces host, uh, just follow the link up here that I pinned to the top of the space channel where we announced uh, upcoming spaces. Uh, thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Appreciate all the audience for stopping by. Uh, and we'll catch you on the next space. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Cosmos Spaces Dow Dow V2 Alpha Chat, hosted by Lil Gaines, recorded on Monday, October 10th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Roll up.
down the street in my 6 foe. I never had a 6 foe. A kid can wish though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space while the wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the... Sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nicks Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die take care of Angela, man. He's, he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Channel Spaces.